Today we're going to be talking about the number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement and how to avoid it. When people do retirement planning, they often only focus on how to create income in retirement or how to manage the investments in their retirement accounts. And don't get me wrong, I believe that planning for retirement income is the number one thing you need to do. But it's not the only thing. You also need to protect your income from unexpected costs that could literally wipe out your entire life savings. So I'm going to tell you how to protect what took you 30, 40 years of sacrifice to earn. And then I also want to discuss the upcoming cut to your social security check. We got a lot to get to, so here we go. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. What's up, everybody? Patrick McNally here from Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. Welcome to the Retirement Lifestyles Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement and how to avoid it. Also, I'm going to be talking about uh, the upcoming cut to your Social Security check and what that's looking like. Let's get into this talk about the number one cause of bankruptcy. So here's the deal. Older American citizens are beginning to file for bankruptcy at a rate that is more than double what it was 25 years ago. There was an article that came out recently published by the Social Science Research Network, and they referred to it as a, quote, coming storm of broke elderly, end quote. And the study was able to identify that the rate of citizens over the age of 65 who are now filing for bankruptcy has increased about 204% from 1991 to 2016. And the question of why is the cost of taking care of medical issues is the common theme that's recurring with a majority of elderly bankruptcy filers. So here's the deal. Once you get to about the age of 65, the government says you've got a 50% chance of needing some type of care in retirement. So when we talk about the number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement, we're talking about a loss of your life savings. Well, the number one cause is health care. It's health care-related expenses. Well, what does health care in retirement look like? You're talking about Medicare costs. You've got costs for uh, insurance deductibles. You've got coinsurance. Now, a lot of people have a supplemental policy to cover that, but there's costs for that as well. Then we're also talking about uh, prescription drugs, um, you know, the donut hole and all of that stuff that goes on with prescription drug costs. But the biggest one, in my opinion, and actually the numbers back this up, the biggest cost uh, in retirement is long-term care. Now, long-term care a lot of people, they kind of think they understand what long-term care is, but you know what? Oftentimes, they don't. Um, long-term care is not medical care. In fact, Medicare doesn't even cover long-term care costs. Now, let me clarify. They cover what's called skilled care or skilled nursing care, but that's a little bit different. You see, long-term care costs are what's known as custodial care. 
Well, what's that? That's help with everyday activities of living. In fact, they call it ADLs, activities of daily living. Bathing, walking, dressing, feeding yourself, transferring from from a chair to a bed or a chair to a couch, needing help getting up and down. Those are all activities of daily living, the things that a lot of times we kind of take for granted every day, just kind of stand up and go, go wherever we want. Well, as we age, we might need some help with that later on in life. And the government says that 50% of people age 65 and older will need, on average, three years of that type of care. Well, here's the deal. That type of care is not cheap. Depending on where you live, and in my area of Northern California, it's, it's, it's about $85,000 a year per year. We're talking almost a quarter of a million dollars or over a quarter of a million dollars for one person. If you're a couple, you're looking at possibly a half a million dollars of care at some point in your life. And like I said before, the data just shows that 50% of us that reach the age of 65 might need that type of care. Now, they say the average is three years. Well, for some people, it's one month. For some people, it's 10 years. My great-grandmother lived to be just shy of 100 years old. But the thing was, she needed 10 years of care prior to that to get her to that age. Now, she was sharp as a tack upstairs, but her body gave out. She needed help with walking, dressing herself, transferring from a chair to wherever she needed to go. But she was sharp as a tack. Her mind was completely fine. Now, the reverse side of that, my grandfather on my dad's side had dementia, and he needed care for about six years, and he, he lost you know that part of his thinking brain. He needed help with that. Didn't know our names. Didn't know where he was. So that's custodial care as well. All of those types of care fall under this umbrella of long-term care to the tune of 85 grand per year. Now, a lot of people, they don't just have $85,000 laying around to pay for that type of care. What ends up happening when they don't have some type of insurance or money to help pay for this, they end up spending it out of their life savings. They could end up spending it from their IRA, their retirement accounts. Think about this. It took you 20, 30, 40 years to save, to sacrifice, to put that money away, to turn into income, to enjoy retirement. You didn't save, whatever, $300,000 in your IRA to spend it on nursing home care or at home care, did you? Most people say, no, that's not what I want to do. But that's ultimately, a lot of times, what it ends up being spent on. Now, there are some, I'm not going to get into the weeds on the details of what you can spend down. And then, you know, you got one spouse who's still living at home. They can keep the house, one car, you know, a, a small amount of savings. But there's rules. There's rules that are involved when you try to spend down first and then qualify for Medicaid, or in California, it's called Medi-Cal, which is our state's welfare program. If that's the case, you can spend down to that, and you know that's what happens. You don't have a choice of the type of care, you know, where you get that type of care. 
um, unfortunately. And, and so that's, you know, if choice is a big deal to you, you may want to find an alternative. Unfortunately, that's what happens to a lot of people, though. They end up spending their life savings to pay for this kind of care. Let me loop back to the talk about Medicare, because a lot of people, unfortunately, believe that Medicare is going to pay for this. It won't. Medicare is actually pretty clear about this. They say, no, 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 we'll pay for skilled care, but only after a minimum three-day stay in a hospital, and then they transfer you to a skilled care facility. Well, what is skilled care? Skilled care is medically necessary care when you're recovering from an illness. But what happens is Medicare only pays for about 100 days of that type of care, and then the costs start to get passed on to you. So if you need any type of extended stay uh, of care, you got to foot that bill. And that stuff gets expensive. Well, how do you pay for that? Well, there's a number of ways. One of the ways is to buy long-term care insurance. Now, don't just be turning off this podcast after I speak the word insurance. Hear me out here. Insurance is designed to protect you against risk. Well, what type of risk are we talking about right now? The risk of needing long-term care. This is asset-based risk. This You're talking about a risk to your lifetime assets, money that you accumulated, earned, and other assets. Like you might need to sell a car. I was just kind of talking about 401ks or IRAs. You might need to sell a car. Or if you've got other real estate, they're going to go after that money first. But if you have a long-term care policy designed to pay for custodial care, whether that type of care is in your home, whether it's in a facility, if it's me, I want to sleep in my own bed and watch my own TV, so I'm going to have home care. But some people, you know, they want to save on costs. And that's the thing about long-term care insurance is that you can tailor make it to fit your budget, to fit your needs, your wants. And and so you have that choice of getting at-home care or facility type of care. The point is that an insurance company, after like a deductible, say 90 days, you're going to pay the first 90 days. But then this insurance company starts to pay those bills. Now, it may not cover all of it. Um, You may still have to have some out-of-pocket costs. Or you may have a facility that it doesn't take all the money that they pay you on a monthly or a daily basis for that type of care. So your your coverage can, can last longer. The whole point is this, is that you can get some coverage to pay for it. Now, whether whether or not you want to, you know buy the the full-blown lifetime plan, you're going to spend a lot of money to get it. Or you can buy that three-year plan to cover the cost of what the government says is the average. It's totally up to you. But here's the kicker. You got to buy it when you're healthy. This is insurance. It's, you know, they're, they're going to ask you the health questions. They're going to ask about longevity in your family. They're going to ask all kinds of different things in order to qualify for a policy. This isn't the type of coverage that you say, oh, I'm going into a nursing home tomorrow. Maybe I should get some coverage. Nope, too late. Sorry. An insurance company is not going to put a quarter of a million dollars of their money at risk if they know you're walking into the nursing home the next day. No, this is something that you gotta you got to qualify for. And a lot of people usually start looking at this type of insurance right between the ages of 55 and 65. That's what we see. Now, I've got younger clients who have done that. The younger you are, the cheaper the coverage. So you need to consider it as soon as you can because, 
you know, the old saying goes, we're never as healthy as we are today. So you want to you wanna look into it if this is going to be the thing to do. Now, I've got a 2022 checklist called What Issues Should I Consider When Purchasing Long-Term Care Insurance? If you want a copy of this, you can reach out to me at rlaplan.com. That's the website. You can also email me, patrick at rlaplan.com, and just say, long-term care checklist, and I'll be glad to email you a copy. Uh, There's no charge for this, but it's two pages of checklist. I'm just going to hit on the first two. Number one thing to ask yourself if you should consider long-term care insurance. Number one, are you concerned about outliving your income or your assets? That's the first question. Number two, do you want to protect a legacy that you want to pass on to your heirs? A lot of people, they've accumulated wealth, they've accumulated these assets, They know they can't take it with them when they pass away one of these days, so they want to leave it behind to their kids. This is a way to protect your assets to leave that behind. In fact, one planning technique that we often use is the kids will help pay for the long-term care insurance premiums because they know it's at, at that point it becomes inheritance protection. You know what I'm saying? So it's something to consider. Number three, and this will be the third one I just want to get across, do you expect to reach an advanced age at which you are likely to need assistance with everyday tasks? So that asks that question. Do you have longevity in your family? You may want to consider getting a long-term care insurance policy. Now, for a lot of people, the costs, they kind of balk at the cost, and they're like, well, what if uh, you know I die peacefully in my sleep and I don't use the coverage? I lost all that money. Well, often I say, are you really upset that you didn't go into a long-term care facility? I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek in there, but at the same time, I understand that it could be a lot of money from your cash flow to pay for that type of coverage. But at the same time, there are other options available, other options besides long-term care, quote-unquote traditional long-term care insurance. There are other insurance contracts that, that have long-term care types of coverage attached They're called riders, and you can attach these to annuity contracts. You can attach them to life insurance contracts so that in the chance that you don't need this care and you check out on life in the way we all want to, peacefully in our sleep with no pain, well, you know, that money stays with the family. You didn't pay in a whole bunch of premiums that all of a sudden are just gone. They're they're still in an annuity or they're in a life insurance policy, whatever. There are variations to this. Here's the whole point. I'm going to sum it up like this. What kind of plan do you have for long-term care? As long as you, if you're married, you and your spouse are on the same page, you know, your financial advisor knows about it, you just want to make sure, and your kids know about it, you just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page so there's no big surprises um, at the end of the day. So that's the thing about long-term care. If you got questions, I would highly recommend um, and invite you to schedule a phone call with me, visit talktopatrick.com, talktopatrick.com. Find a day, a day and a time on my calendar. The call's free. We'd love to answer any questions about long-term care or about investments that you have. So, And if you again, if you want a copy of this checklist, you can send me an email, patrick at rlaplan.com. Um, you can also send a text to my office line, which is 530 5180. Now, I want to mention one thing. I'm transitioning away from long-term care and just want to mention um, about Social Security and the fact that the government is telling us that they're going to cut your paycheck by 20%. What? What? 
A lot of people don't know this. But in the last two years, there was a big a big tizzy, if you will. Um, an article came out in the news. I don't have it right in front of me. I'm just kind of pulling this from memory. It's about nine months ago. An article came out talking about, you know, Social Security going broke and the fact that they're going to be cutting benefits, and everybody freaked out like they haven't been telling us that Social Security is broke. But apparently most people aren't nerds like me and read page two of your Social Security statement, which I actually found out just the other day. They changed Social Security statements. They changed everything up, and uh, and in fact, they did not put this in. Here's, here's what they used to put in. They've been putting this in there for the last 20 years. Right on page two, um, right under where it talks about your Social Security benefits in a big, bold paragraph. Well, not big. It's like six-point font. But in bold, they say that by the year 2035, that Social Security is pretty much going to be broke, and they will only be able to pay out 80% of scheduled benefits. So that's where I get a 20% cut to your paycheck. Now, what does that look like? Well, if something drastic doesn't change to our Social Security program, you're looking at a pay cut of 20%, and that's for each person on Social Security. So if you're a husband and wife or you know, spouse, you both have Social Security, well, cut the benefits by 20%, and that's what you're going to look at. Now, this gets even worse when we talk about when one spouse passes away because when one spouse passes away, there is no Social Security beneficiary uh, contract. You don't get to keep both social securities. You get to keep one. It's the higher of the two. So one of those checks is going away on top of a 20% cut. So that can hurt, guys. You know, if you're taking money out of your retirement accounts to fill in some gaps of your income and you're looking at a pretty big chunk, up to 50% loss, 50-60% loss of your income, because one spouse passed away on top of a 20% cut of benefits from the government, that's going to hurt. Sometimes we call that moving to a new neighborhood, and that is not what you want. So you need to plan ahead for that. And I keep mentioning this Social Security cut to get the word out. I've been mentioning it for years on my radio show, on this podcast as well. Um, and and if you got questions about that, I want you to schedule a time on my calendar. Would love to answer any questions that you have. Talk to Patrick.com. That's it for the show this week. Thank you for listening and I wish you the best in retirement. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.